Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Time now to discuss the top market-moving headlines that investors will be paying attention to and their potential implications. So, Ryan, uh, you've been following all these earnings reports. Mm. <sighs> and Amazon shares apparently dropped more than 4% after they reported weaker than expected results. Yeah, these are earnings coming through after the bell, so not a good look for the tech name. So Amazon, one of them, down more than 4% after or weaker than expected results. And what really came through was how they struggling or at least um, having some trouble coping with those supply chain challenges. So revenue in the third quarter rose 15%. That is down from... 37% growth from the same period a year ago and expects costs to go up because you've got labor and inflation and is expecting to take on $4 billion in costs related to that. As well, I see some headwinds on productivity in their warehouses because it's tougher to get workers or how to hire them. So that's one of the headwinds facing Amazon. And look at Apple. Mm. Uh, they are also struggling with supply chain constraints, but they did see a Still, still saw growth, but not as good as before. And investors not impressed, down three uh, percent in their stock price. Uh, they are also looking out for larger than expected supply chain constraints in the coming quarter, and they estimate it to be around six billion dollars in terms of costs that Apple will have to cough up. Mm, so, all those people who've made early orders for their MacBooks and iPhones and iPads uh, may also have to prepare to not get them in time, right? Yeah, so that's one thing to look out for. But it does seem like uh, they are thinking it might go away soon. But mm. we'll see if that pans out. <laughs> Is it that easy? You just wish it away. It's going to go away. No, but seriously, they are taking steps, right, to address some of the supply chain bottlenecks in the US as mm. well. And of course, in Asia. Something else that I know has gotten you quite excited is the metaverse. We've been talking about it for some time since Facebook announced it was going to create one. Now it's gone a step further and says it wants to em- Embody it. It will no longer be known as Facebook. It has become something called Meta. Yeah, so just to get you up to speed, Meta or the Metaverse is where you can go into this digital world and just be who you want to be. So mm. it's a digital avatar in a digital space where you can have your own digital house and you know, the options are limited or unlimited uh, where you can just have more opportunities to meet people across the world, wherever you are. And this is an extension of where Facebook sees future business being the next frontier where everyone wants to be online, either um, the usual way or where they see uh, could be a bit of a a convergence of both where you are using virtual reality glasses mm. to overlay existing physical things and you can imagine how uh, boxes will pop up on your glasses. So a bit of a interesting new world for them to get into. Mm, not everyone's buying into this though, right, Ryan? I mean, some people are saying that this is just an attempt at distraction. Mm. Remember Facebook recently quite tarnished by the revelations of this whistleblower, Francis Haugen, who said that they are putting profits before the safety of users. That's one thing. Some people have called it embarrassingly stupid. <laughs> yeah, so that's the so, kind of reactions we're getting around the news um, space right now. You've got headlines how, how people are mocking Facebook for its name, um, also calling it a distraction. Um, but it is quite interesting because it does 
um, really reflect how everyone is looking at this as the next, next big thing. And it's not just Facebook. You've got a few startups as well. One of them is interestingly called uh, Mainbot. Uh, it's a French startup and they are going into what's called the Winkyverse. Mm. It's a bit of a metaverse for kids and they even have their own currency, cryptocurrency called Winkies. So it's going to be an interesting new world where businesses will just have to figure out how they can play a part in it. And if you think about it, many people have, or many businesses have already started thinking how they can become more digital and virtual. For example, in China, Mm. you have um, digital influencers. So not really um, real people, but actually someone who's been created like an AI bot. Um, Samsung has one as well. So Mm. there is this step already in that direction where we are taking towards becoming a bit of a metaverse of sorts right now. Mm, Yep, yep. I'm sure everyone's getting in on the act as well. Um, It's interesting as well because it raises questions around how um, some of the existing issues we face in the current world might be brought into this virtual world or not. Because if you think about it, you can look different. So will you still see the same level of racism, for example, Mm. uh, when you don't actually have to be yourself or you can look like someone else? So you can have all these interesting discussions, conversations around how uh, you might be able to eliminate some bias or will it actually bring in more bias? Because um, what you look like in the real world um, will be a matter of how much you can afford in terms of buying virtual clothes and so on and so forth. Right, right. Will those same inequalities and lack of diversity even actually be replicated or elevated or will it just disappear? I think that's a very interesting philosophical argument around something like a metaverse. Thanks for bringing that up. I understand, Ryan, that you're, of course, also watching other markets in the region and China has recently cracked down on online brokers. This comes on the back of several other industries and sectors that it's cracked down on. Tell us yeah, why so online brokers. The next yeah. big target on the list and this is around how um, a senior PBOC official wrote in an article um, saying you know, these are illegal financial activities referring to cross-border internet brokers because they have apparently no driving licenses to operate in China. So it is looking very closely at brokerages like Tencent-backed Futu Holdings. So their stock price tumbled as much as uh, 31% in uh, US pre-market trading before falling around 12%. Uh, So it's a bit of a reference to how these brokerages have been operating in a bit of a grey area where millions of Chinese investors have been able to evade capital controls to trade shares offshore, such as in Hong Kong and and in New York. So a bit of a clamp down there. Hmm. And I understand that being bullish on the Chinese financial markets is also becoming quite a consensus, actually, after all of these developments. Now, we've been hearing about all these issues, crackdowns, the power crisis, and just a lot of jitters around what's happening in China on the property market as well. But it looks like there might be a turning point here because more people, or at least brokerages, research houses, are coming on board to say, hey, it's becoming a good opportunity to buy on the dips. And this comes in the form of HSBC, Nomura, UBS, um, all of them turning positive recently on Chinese stocks, citing reasons such as cheap valuations and the likelihood of that regulation fear just you know, reaching the worst um, that it could be. So that worst is over, they think, and they are saying you know, maybe it's time to get back into Chinese markets.
Mm, thank you very much for that uh, brief, Ryan. I'm sure that it will inform a lot of us uh, when it comes to deciding how to navigate that market as well. And of course, don't forget the metaverse. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.